Hey there, I'm Susan. And I'm Jessica. Welcome to the Eavesdrop on Us podcast, where we have real conversations about what it's like to be in business these days. Pull up a chair and welcome to the show. Hello, and welcome back to the Eavesdrop on Us podcast. I'm Jessica. I'm Susan. And let's kick off this week's topic. So one of the things that Susan and I do when we're like, what do we want to talk about on the podcast? All we tend to do is we think about what are all the things we're hearing from our clients and our business friends, like the most consistent patterns. And this one actually surprised us. It's boredom in business. Now, before we get into it, I do want to clarify for all my business loving friends, I am not talking about the things that we don't like doing, like, oh, I don't like doing sales calls or I don't like doing this. And I'd rather do this instead. You know, there are always those things you have to do in business that are not very exciting and not very fun. And to some extent, I actually remember, Susan, one of our first business trips that we did together back in like 2017. Yeah. We were taught the idea that like there's a point when you're growing a business and you're starting out where you actually are kind of seeking that routine and what will feel boring, but works, right? It's like the, you've got to do certain core activities in your business that don't feel spicy and exciting, but they work. And you do that over and over and over again to get to a level of success. Yeah. In that instance, we're talking about a (laughs) slightly slower than the speed of light. That's really what you know, when you're growing and actively scaling your business, um, customarily, that's the speed of light that you're working <laughs> at, right? So then you customarily hear entrepreneurs in that truncated stage, oh, it'd be great to have routine. It would be great to slow things down, but not so much to the point of where it's boring or rote, right? Yeah. When I think back to when I joined the business, it was the don't get distracted by trying to start too many things. Like pick one thing, like speaking, for example, speak, yeah. figure out your follow-up, really dial that in and it will feel boring, but then don't don't get distracted and go and try and introduce something else. Like stick with something and really work it until it proves and gives you results. I think the boredom that we're talking about is not that. It's the, I've been in business for a while. I have reached a great level of success. I'm really proud of of what I've accomplished, but it's that where it's starting to feel stale and you don't have that excitement. You're lacking that creative spark. You don't necessarily feel, and this was really interesting, just thinking about one of our, our friends. It was the lack of desire to put a new offer out there, not because they weren't good at sales, not because they weren't good at marketing. You know, these are, again, we're talking like we've reached a level of success and you've done the things that need to get done. It's the, when you get there, you're like, I'm just kind of bored. Yeah. And it's usually the anticlimax that they achieve, right, Jess? When mm. this ends, you know, I think it's important to, for us to keep in mind I love that you said we're seeing patterns because that's what we should always be looking for. So I wanted to acknowledge that in your sharing. I thought that was really spot on. But I think also what we're hearing is patterns of safety, stale, routine is being interpreted as boredom. 
And when you play it too safe in small business, that's never a good deal. You always come up short. I, I, I was actually interested now that you're you're going in that direction. Can we get to the core of why do we think that feeling of stale staleness? We're, we're just going to make our own words on this. Yeah. <laughs> that oh, feeling of staleness, boredom. It's just us. I think in this instance, look, entrepreneurs love risk. We're not risk adverse individuals. Now you can say, you know, there are particular patterns and degrees of risk, right? Some are crazy deep end risk takers. As I often like to say, I like to plan, not bet in business. You know, getting to your question, how is that boredom being arrived at? How are you getting there? What's what's informing that experience? And I think honestly, it is the adrenaline dump is less than. It's not necessarily boredom. It's not necessarily being safe. It's just whenever we endeavor, right? I mean, think about all the times that you've taken on new things. Because it's new, there's a heightened awareness. There's a a crisp newness to it. And there's also adrenaline highs. And, you know, that lessens over time because it's less new. It didn't become less risky. It's just less new, at least in my experience. And I think with business owners, often what happens is, I think in our conversations around, should we stay, should we go? You know, the clients who have expressed that to, I'm bored. Um, I think what's really interesting is seeing where, no, I just want something exciting. But 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 I think what you're saying is that the symptom of I'm bored, where it's coming from could be that as entrepreneurs, we're like, where's the next adrenaline rush? Like, where's the next? Like, we're yeah. constantly seeking for that. So that could be one thing. It's like, are you actually bored or is it just like, oh, we don't have to be in crazy, you know, mode all the time. You know, that could be that could be one thing. I think what you're touching on is what I have sort of seen and experienced in some of my more private conversations with entrepreneurial friends, which is it's not that they're seeking necessarily the next big thing. I think it's that they're ready for the next evolution. They're ready for that next level. And they're sort of like, I, I'm in this space where what I'm currently doing as I'm currently doing it is not exciting to me anymore. I've sort of reached the end of that. I'm ready for something new, but I'm a little terrified of that something new. <laughs> hey, if you're enjoying the show, make sure you subscribe so that you can stay up to date with all of our amazing episodes that we're going to release. And hopefully this has you thinking about things twice. Come over, have a conversation with us. We'd love to have a conversation with you to take that next step. But not with us. We're certainly going to put you in the right direction. Make sure you go over to IWantToCollaborate.com. Back to the show. And not only am I terrified of that something new, just what I've been seeing in terms of patterns, because I really want to pick up on that note. And is it boredom? Is it staleness? Is it just lack of risk or opportunity? It's also, I figured it out and I don't know what the next opportunity is. And now they're really having to dig deep and figure out, okay, what is that next opportunity? And that is also for me and my experience with clients and, you know, just small business leaders in general, when they reach that stage, 
it also becomes like, oh, snap. Do I want others to see me in this vulnerable position? Because I'm once I had it all figured out, I don't have it figured out right now. And that's kind of scary. So not only am I somewhat bored, I'm also vulnerable. And I may be showing that I don't have any imagination or foresight. And I mean, I'm going to the under, the under, the under story here, right? And I think what's really interesting, if if we were to come back up in those layers, there's slow, there's predictable, there's repeat behavioring, if that's a phrase, I don't know. It's just me, <laughs> you can say that, right? But I think honestly, risk is to one person, it's such a damn subjective term, right? I would like to put people when they come to me or you on this, when I love asking the question, risk aside for the moment, dream. Can we get back to the fun craft of dreaming? And can we be creative? Can we be more childlike in this? Because you got to remember, right? During all that moving at the speed of light, you're just doing, you're not thinking it through. You're just doing, you're executing, you're getting it. You're going after it. You're nailing it. Now we're slowing down sublight. We have to think about what we're doing now. And and I think in that space, it's you, you pointed it out. You're figuring it out. You're trying to problem solve. And that I think is exciting for a lot of entrepreneurs because we're natural problem solvers. We see a problem. We want to come up with a solution. And so as we're in that space, but then you hit that wall. And I think that's where it's one of those where you want to dig deep because you have to figure out this space. Can I use my fancy word that I was telling you about? Yes. Please. <laughs> I can't help it. So I called it entrepreneurial ennui, E-N-N-U-I, which basically means it's like this dissatisfaction arising from a lack of occupation or excitement. And I think there's this space of like, if you're feeling that boredom or ennui, it's, well, wait a second. Am I feeling like I'm just, I'm not in this crazy mode all the time and it's quiet right now and that's okay? Or is there really something deeper going on where I am ready for that next stage, or I want to pursue that next stage. I'm a little afraid of what that looks like. Or if Mm -hmm. I'm honest with myself, do you think there's also the comfort of being in that boredom? Do you find that people on the other side of discovering like what that next phase is, is that a little intimidating or scary? Or if they're really honest with themselves, they're like, oh shit. (laughs) Yes, yes. And yes. But here's the real surprise. Amongst all of those emotions that they experience, I also see awesome, happiness, invigorated behavior, you know, where they're anticipating, they're committed, they're engaged again. And, uh, okay, what can we do next? Woo, wait a second, we can do this. When that happens, there's no holding them back. And I adore the process of taking them from well, shoot, do I stay or should I go? You know, that- What does that mean? What's that mean? Should I stay or should I go? Well, often it's expressed in, all right, I have a 10, 15, 20-year-old business. Often in my instance, I work with family-owned businesses. So you know, is it going to go to the kids or family members or do I sell it? Or that boredom, that malaise in that stage is usually, you know, I did it, done it. Do I want to keep doing it? It's all that wrapped up at that crossroad of, well, if I do stay, 
what does that look like? If I do go, what does that look like? And it's a crossroad, right? But every business goes through that phase. Some go through it sooner or later, but you will go through it. And the reason why you do is because you figured it out. Whatever you endeavored to do at the outset, you've worked it out, you figured it out, you're on it. Now you move to the next step. So it could be a new offering. It could be finding your replacement or potential new owner. It's that dreaming through, that visioning, that childlike imagination coming back. If you do choose to stay, it could be really simple. We've done this with a number of clients. One, you know, of course, we've used his experience in a number of examples, but you remember he had a 20 year old business, bored, stiff. Honestly, he was like, you know, I'm ready for something completely new. And I had a conversation with him and just asking, well, wait a second, how about if we use this as your ATM to fund that new dream, that new potential, that new opportunity, the new whatever? And he took a chance on himself, not me, him. It's like, okay, I did it before I can do it again. Let's go for it. I love this because it's so easy to think, well, I'm bored with this. I'm ready for something new. I'm just going to close yes. shop. Whereas what you're saying oh, is, really, yeah, because you've, you've built this amazing business that, you know, excluding how you feel about it is actually very successful and runs very well. Yeah. But you as the owner are just not invigorated by it and you're looking for something new, whatever that next thing is. And I think the cool thing is, is you can then imagine, well, it could look like you, you know, selling the business, you know, giving it to, if you're in a family, you know, giving it on to the next, you know, generation. It could also look like, you know, you've done, you've done some fun stuff with people like adding in just different revenue streams into their business. It's like, well, don't do this. Let's delegate this task out, what you, whatever you are doing. Like, let's reimagine what your team looks like so that you can be in a place where you're doing this instead in the business. And it's way more fun. And the fun is actually when you get it on autopilot, see, usually that boredom comes in where what they do day to day is rote, predictable, manageable, stayed. Let me tell you, that is not where a visionary should be. That's where a really good manager should be. And that's the dissonance. That's really where it gets a little messed up. So once we find a person to replace them that is designed, you know, the unique brilliance is to be that manager and to step into that role. Now they're free to go start something new within the business or outside the business. See the freedom there? See? And you know what? You should be able to take advantage of that freedom. You've earned it. You've earned it. So all it took, honestly, it was really fast. It was about just a little bit over a year and a half, but we shored up the systems, the processes, the delegation. So a lot of the behaviors and and needed day-to-day were automated. So this person could chill and relax and enjoy the fun of reimagining what else they could do, knowing they were getting paid, knowing that their employees were being very well looked out for and supported. And perhaps more important of all of this, their clients never even knew what the hell was going on. Mm. 
them the support that they were still receiving was seamless. And in fact, you know, really, if I'm going really deep on this one particular client, and this is experienced to some degrees with others, but more so with this one, the market share increased. So now think about it. A 20-year-old business he was ready to walk away from, and and we just basically paused and gave it some thought and said, wait a second, can we reimagine this? Can we get more? And we did. So going back to a year and a half later, now he's ready to go dream and enjoy and travel and do the things that he couldn't do for the past 20 plus years. That's freedom. That's magic. That's everything you start a business to achieve, right? Now, let's get back to boredom. What the heck does that mean? It just means you're in the manager position. You have to start looking more at that visionary position again. So actually what you're saying is, let's see this as something that's an exciting indication of it's the next evolution might not not be the right word, but it's that you're ready for that next iteration of what the business is going to look like. Yeah, I think that's more appropriate. Again, why do they feel that way? Well, a lot of it, and I'm not going to say all of them because that's not fair. I would say, you know, a great majority though, just feel, ugh. Okay, I'm bored. So I did it, done it. I should go start a whole new one. And and I just ask, hey, hang on, guys. You know, let's rethink this. It has worked every single time when we just put some thinking behind it, some, I mean, real strategic thought and strategic tactics behind it. It's a proven behavior model and it works. I mean, profitably, emotionally. It's just a yummy process to go through. And so, yes, to your point, um, just because you're bored, you should basically see that event as, huh, I'm too much in the managerial of the day-to-day. I need to move myself back up into the visionary position, get back up there as a founder, get back up there as a CEO, and find a really capable, talented individual to do what I do day in and day out. And I think even for those businesses who don't necessarily aspire to have the big teams, but they, you know, because I'm thinking about some of the clients that I work with right now, they're, yeah. they're largely, you know, small teams, solopreneurs. Mm-hmm. And I think the boredom comes from what I can interpret as they've done the same thing. And I think there's resisting the, you've grown out of it, not out of the business, not out of what it is that you do, but you're ready to, to elevate your services. You're ready to, to yeah. try something new in that angle, as opposed to, I'm just, was this the only kind of client I'm going to work with for the next 15 yeah. years? You know, I, I think, I think some of that is giving yourself the permission to evolve also with your interests and the skills that you developed. There it is. Giving one's own permission to themselves to evolve. You touch upon a a slightly different angle of the boredom, and that's usually where, to your point, right, they they achieved a level and it's like, ugh, if I have to do this one more time, and I don't want to empire build. I don't even want to have a lifestyle business doing this any longer. But where do I go? How do I do it? And I always liken that conversation to, well, look, if we all stayed in 12th grade, that would be pretty miserable, right? You know, we never should, just because we did it well, stay in one place. We're meant as 
I believe, evolved human beings who endeavor to learn. You're not meant to be in one place all the time. It's, it's, it's just not designed that way. But I think, I think the cool thing about what we're uncovering with both types of entrepreneurs, whether it's a, you know, solopreneur or, you know, smaller business of one or two kind of people, you know, people, or whether it's like family owned or multiple people within a team. Yep. I think both have the exciting opportunity to look at boredom in, in the sense that this is not fatalistic. This is not a bad sign for my business, but rather this is the, there's a really great opportunity here. So I think to wrap things up, what would you say to a quote bored business owner right now? Take a victory lap. You know, I think people tend to really beat themselves up in this stage. And I don't understand it because it's actually confirmation, affirmation, your hard work paid off. Yay, you. Well done, you. Now, after that victory lap, take a seat, grab a cold drink of your choosing and figure out what that next creative step is going to be. It doesn't need to be a fait accompli. It's not one and done. That's not how life operates. We evolve. Evolve along with it. I think I would say that's a very good point. Be gentle on yourself. I agree with so many business owners we talk to clients and just business friends are just so, so hard on themselves. (laughs) But, but I would also say in that space of when you're in the thick of that ennui, Mm -hmm. that boredom, I think it's also giving yourself a little bit of space to imagine, to think. And instead of forcing yourself to like, think of the answer. What do you want to do? And sort of putting yourself on the spot. I think you're not going to get anything out of that. And in fact, you're just going to make yourself feel worse. Now I'm not saying the same time, don't take two years to go on like a sabbatical that I see everybody taking right now. That's not what I'm advocating. But I also think, you know, if you're feeling this way, it's like, well, by Monday morning at 10 AM, I better have an idea of what I want to do. I think there's got to be a little bit of flexibility and patience with yourself. Yeah. I I think the only um, caveat I would add to that. I love how you phrased it. Can we all, what is it? Eat, pray, love. What is that? Oh, one? eat, pray, love. Yes. Can we all pass on that one for this experience? You can do that personally, but not professionally speaking. Here's what I want to encourage. If I had three entrepreneurs in front of me that expressed this, I'm kind of bored. I'm not sure what our next step should be. Honestly, Jessica, you know what I would say straight to them? This is above your pay grade to figure out on your own. The personal bias is going to block your true creativity here. And I would encourage you to bring in a, if I was, again, if they were right in front of me, I would say, bring in a mentor, bring in a coach, a business advisor, someone that is experienced in creating those new steps productively and profitably. This is really change management in the corporate world. And it's not for the faint-hearted. It, it really is a big responsibility. So, you know, bring in the pro on this one. This is not the one to find a friend at the cafe to talk about. Or, um, or just, again, be stuck in your own head. Like, why don't yes. I know what I want to do? Oh. Why haven't I figured this out? Why don't I have an answer? That loop. That, oh my God, it's the worst. It's just yeah. the worst. Yeah. I love that. 
Oh, and my new word. I was excited to use that today. I know. Anytime I get to give a vocabulary lesson, I don't know if anyone will get as excited about it as I do, but I love it. So thank you for indulging me. (laughs) All right. Well, with that, I'll see you next time, Susan. Oh, I can't wait. Thanks, Jess. All right. Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, remember to hit subscribe and to stay updated, head over to IWantToCollaborate.com. I'm Jessica. And I'm Susan. See you next time.